Hey, hey, everybody, on this episode of Sap and Chance, we are going to preview the payback pay-per-view that's happening this Saturday out of Pittsburgh. Also, we're going to take a look back at the all-in pay-per-view that happened from Wembley Stadium this past Sunday. Also, Mr. Michaels, CM Punk, suspended again. All this and so much more on this upcoming upcoming episode of Sap and Chance. So strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. I am your host, Bobby Sampson, and joined with me, my man with the master plan, Atlanta Braves in full effect, record-setting team, quietly getting done, Mr. Chance Michaels. How are you, my friend? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. It's Tuesday. It's raining. It looks like fall already started, but we're still in summer, but that's okay. I guess a cool down is nice and the fires and everything could use a little bit of rain. So yeah, hopefully yeah, that, that yeah. So hopefully that helps everyone out there fighting these fires and it just, you know, kind of eases the tension and the pain that a lot of people might be feeling right now. So uh hopefully that all works out for everyone. How was your weekend, my friend? It was pretty good. How about yours? Can't complain, man. Pretty straightforward, standard, nice and relaxed. I am on a bit of a hiatus holiday. So that's a little good. Yeah, a little bit more laid back, uh, able to accomplish a lot in terms of Samp and Chance and other things that I want to get done. So I'm very happy. I'm very relaxed and I'm in a good space. Good. Absolutely. But hey, I tell you what, my man, let's get right into it. Do you want to preview or review first? Whatever you're feeling, I'm good to go with both. But well, I'll we tell you what, man. The, yeah, why don't we show. review? Let's start with that since it's already happened and we can finish up with the payback pay-per-view. So let's get right into it. All in took place this past Sunday at Wembley Stadium. Announced attendance, 81,000 81, through 35 people. Sold tickets, that is. So they sold, sold yeah. 81,000. So that, in essence, now is more than SummerSlam 92 at Wembley and more at WrestleMania 2. They broke that record by by selling those tickets. So this before we get into it, what does this mean? Like WWE gives a lot of way tickets, a lot more tickets away for free? No, it means that uh, England's starving for wrestling. Big show. AEW's never had a big show there. So I don't think they would never be able to get that number in America, North America. They can barely get 20 in there. So I think it was... They're excited for AEW in, in uh, Wembley Stadium. I mean, I think as English fans are passionate. They're more passionate than North American fans. They would never get, they couldn't even get 50,000 people out here. So um, I think that's part of it too, the, the location. And great, they did great. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying that is why. Yeah, this, no, no. These, these guys at AEW performing about three to four times bigger audience they've ever performed at because they don't get those crowds. Well, some of the guys have been fortunate enough to perform in Japan, yeah, like places like that. So you know, they, they've had yeah. a couple of them, but um, no, eighty-one thousand man, good for them. Um, yeah. Here's the here's some of the things that I took away from. Okay, just to be fair, I'm not yeah yeah, yeah. on the show. I thought the show was fun. I thought it was good. Uh, one, it was a little too long, but they do that a lot. Um, you know, so that's just kind of a part of what they do. The other thing I feel that they need to improve on, in my opinion, and I haven't shared this with you, and I've gone back to look at it, their their angles and their cutaways and their camera work needs to improve. Example, there were a few instances, and I can't point 
pinpoint a specific one to be fair but there were a few instances where something cool was happening in the ring and then they cut to the crowd yeah so, the production and the quality of the camera yeah, not so, WWE. so the production you know waned a little bit and that kind of weighed heavy because there were like i said these were key moments in the matches where great things were happening like the bunkhouse mm-hmm. match like the stampede match they had you know they cut away from something really cool about to happen yeah. and they go to the crowd or they do a faraway shot of it so now it's like okay why am i watching this on tv i should just probably be sitting in the upper bowl if that's the view you're going to give me on television yeah no um, i totally agree with that that's my knock that's my knock. i did and like I, the ring i like the colors i like the entrance i mean they were had a cool layout no, they had a cool layout. It was simple. It was it was nice. It was simple. It was effective, right? Uh, the other thing I probably would have probably commented on, I will comment on, is that I feel that they could have used the floor space better. Yeah, that's fair. In terms of pacing out, well, you could have probably fit more in there if they had set it up, you know, in a better configuration. I just don't understand that pointy configuration at one end where there's like three seats and, you know, this yeah. get bigger. Like that didn't make sense to me. I just figured. Anyway, these are just nippy. another thing. A lot of people aren't talking about. Is Tony Khan spent quite a bit of money on the entrance songs. He had to pay Metallica to use "Seek and Destroy" for Sting. I think uh, Queen. They use Queen. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of entrance songs used by big artists that you got to pay for that. That ain't cheap. No. Metallica and Queen are some of the biggest artists in the world. So I don't know what the price was, but no. they opened up their wallet for this show big time. Well, well, they they did, right? And I believe they made a $10 million gate. So I don't know if they made anything back because like you said, the songs, and it's not like he yeah. got them for this one time. Yeah, He's got them for other things as well, right? So he's bought the rights for... To use those know, songs. To use I know it was Metallica for... and Sting, and I know there was Queen. I can't remember if there was another band, but he had some big players out there yeah you know he absolutely did all right let's get into the show so this show starts yep. off with the kickoff zero hour which ran two hours um mjf and adam cole versus the aussie open for the ring of honor tag team titles ironically enough these two guys four hours later down the road are going to be i don't like main that event. i don't like that because if you're having a main event you, you you get excited i can't wait to see mjf i can't wait to see adam cole i can't wait to see hulk hogan or whoever it is and you give him at the start of the show, I think that takes away from the main event. The main event was great, but I don't like how they did that. That's just me. Fair enough. Um, I have been watching AEW a little bit more, so I have a little bit more context here to this. I know why they did it, but I still yeah, don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. using your two best no, no, guys no. to open to do that. No, I get it. I get it. But for those at home, just so they have a little bit of an understanding, yeah. basically, these two guys fought for the world title at one time, and AEW tends and, and he lost. Adam Cole lost that match, right? Mm-hmm. By the skin of his teeth to see, right? Uh, what happened then is they had this impromptu kind of tag team tournament where they put random guys together. So, you know, you'd end up with someone you never like or a tag team that you'd never thought would have yeah. been done. In this case, this is what happened. They put MJF and Adam Cole together and the story started. Now, yeah. MJF is funny as hell. He's talented. He's in the mm-hmm. ring talented. And he's he's basically everything that Tony Khan wants. And he's going to have to pay out of the wazoo to he keep will. him right he has to he has no choice right he's that good um yeah you know that the best thing aw did is make him one of the only guys that they've made but yeah he's great he's right? definitely one of their best right right across the board so yeah um yeah. anyways they, they they had that feud blah 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 so they're just kind of building off of this are they going to trust each other blah 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 but i i know what yeah. you're saying all right, so they win that match, and then basically this is the interesting match also, a match that probably had no value, but the end of the match led into everything else that happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. Hook 
the son of Taz defended his, uh, sorry, regained his FTR, also known as Fuck the World title, uh, made famous by Taz. Yep. His son is now regained the title. He won it back from Jack Perry, uh, former Jungle Boy, son of Luke Perry of 90210 fame, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, so let's go back a little bit here very quickly. There was an incident a couple of weeks, a little time ago with Jack Perry and CM Punk backstage where Jack Perry wanted to use real glass as a prop in a match. And CM Punk said, hey, that's not really smart because that can really hurt you. Yeah, he's right. right. Punk's right on that. No, you can't, you know, like, I mean, at the end of the day, experience is experience. You you know, you get cut with glass. that That's a bad gash. Yeah. Whenever it heals nice, it heals like a bubble. Right. It looks it's it's, it's unfortunate. So that's basically what happened was, but I guess Jack didn't like it and they had words and things like that happened at that point. Fast forward to this pay-per-view. There's this part where Jack is about to do something to hook over this limo and the glass in the limo breaks and he makes a comment that that's real glass or something like a shot at punk, right? He goes backstage. Punk is coming up for his match. He's the curtain opener for the pay-per-view and they get into it. Yeah, but the thing is, like, even though um, Jack took a subliminal shot at Punk, dude, you're 47, 48 years old, Punk. Punk you're a veteran. You should know better. I mean, I get it. This guy was playing with you, but that's wrestling. You can't fight every guy that you disagree with. To me, oh. I think, I don't think Punk likes wrestling anymore. I think he's got that too cool for school mentality. He wanted to be an MMA fighter. He's no good at that. He's here for the money. I don't think he enjoys AEW. I don't think he enjoys the roster. I just think he does it for money. I think he's a miserable old man. No, he put in a great match, but I'm just telling you, like, hey, look, you're gonna I, fight him, fight Perry over something so small. Well, I, again, it comes down to Tony Khan. Yeah, and Mark Henry had made comments about this today on the bus, or yesterday, or today, I can't recall, but he made comments on it about it on. And Mark Henry's an AEW and, employee. For people that don't know, so he's yeah, 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 and you know, he said that basically, like, you know, these guys need to face consequences. Absolutely. And none of them have, and this is why these things constantly keep happening with the same people over and over again, right? Punk's got to control himself, dude. Like, you're a veteran. You're one of the top guys. Like, you're going to attack Perry because, he, yeah, Perry uh, took us a little more shot at you, but you, you brush that off and go ahead, man. And no, you don't fight Punk, before your match. This is, this is where you know who your real jing and real jing ring generals are, pardon me. Yeah. And the guys who pose as them, right? If yeah. Undertaker was there, this this none of this would have happened if take if guys like Taker's persona. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If that was Brock Lesnar, you think Punk would have went at him? If Brock Lesnar took the shot at him, heck no, he would have shook it off and went out to the ring. So Punk is bullying on the little guys, the young bucks and Jack. But these guys are what 130 pounds? Hey, yeah. Come on, Punk. No, well, a Punk should know better. But again, again, Jack Perry should also know better that you don't go after a monster that you know will attack. Maybe Jack the why Jack Perry yeah. did that. Maybe Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's get to the card then. Yeah, let's get yeah, this going. Cool. Uh, CM Punk defeated Samoa Joe. Good match. Punk, yeah, Punk's whole thing here, I'm the real world champion. So this is kind of interesting. I don't know where it's going to go, but whatnot. He's coming out with the AEW title with the big, you know, straight edge X on it. Yep. Good match, solid match. I love watching you guys I, work. I move her to your knees, man, taking that. So, I mean, um, it's a good way no. to win it. No, for Great sure. Match. Great kickoff match. Absolutely. Good energy right there. We go right into the Bullet Club Gold versus... Bullet Club Elite. I was surprised by this one. I really thought the Young Bucks was going to, you know, I thought the, uh, sorry, Bullet Club Elite would have pulled this off, uh, considering how much the Gold Club has been taken advantage of week after week after week. 
And in atypical storylines, you figure that's how it plays out and the good guy yeah. gets his win at the end. They didn't get that here. So solid match, really fun, good really action. Good. Um, then we get into the matches are always good. It's always a lot of flipping and gymnastics stuff, a lot of it, but they they work well and they're entertaining as heck. And the crowd look, loves it. Look, bottom line is every match here, for the most part, is all about fucking spots mm-hmm. and acrobatics, right? Yeah. Um, so FTR defeated the Young Bucks. Really good match. It Solid was. match. In my opinion, I still say one of the mistakes that WWE made was getting rid of FTR, letting them go. Yeah. Uh, they're just solid. They remind me of Arn and Tully. Their music is like that. They are this generation's brain. It's hard to keep everybody on the roster, though. I hear you, though. They're cool. good. They are good. I mean, yeah. considering who they took and brought back and who they let go. You know what I mean? Well, if you look at it that way, I mean, you absolutely yeah. I yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Best friends, Orange Cassidy, Penta, El Zero, Eddie Kingston, and uh, those guys go over uh, the Blackpool Dude, that Combat was... Club. Man, that's too much brutality. Yeah, I know they were. What was it? What was he trying to drive into in Moxie's? Dude, he took fake. he took those um, wooden skewers that you yeah. use for kebabs and stuff like that. I don't know how you make those a working thing because those are wood. That penta that still hurts, even if you're working. Push it, that so. in his head. And yeah, four of them stuck out like that. That just turned me off, man. Like that's too- the Blackpool Combat Club is probably this fucking century's most sadistic faction I've ever oh, yeah. seen. I love like, Cesaro, Claudio. He's oh, good, dude, man. and they're good with those weapons. I know they're working them, but damn, they make it look good. They do. That's good. a gruesome match. If you have a weak stomach or you're for the faint of heart, well, this wasn't the match for you. Well, brother, man, if you go back and watch these uh, BBC guys, you know, uh, <laughs> through the weeks leading up to this, this this was extreme. But some of the stuff they've done on TV is just, oh, my God, so cringeworthy. They're pushing that limit. W isn't a new hardcore anymore. AW is the only big promotion doing it. But they're the only ones who are allowing color, right? WWE doesn't show the color. so No. And the one time, remember, Batista did it, eh? And he got fined $100,000 by Vince for doing it. Yeah, they're it. not playing around with that stuff. No. All right, let's get right into it. Soraya versus Tony Storm versus Britt Break- Brit Baker versus Hokkaido Ishida, the current women's champion. It's a given here. Soraya wins the title. Uh, you know, um, first championship in a while at home in front of her crowd. Her mom got involved, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It was fun. It was a fun match. Was um, yeah, it was decent. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen defeated Strickland and Christian Cage. So the winner of this match would have gotten a shot at the if if Chris whoever won, I, I guess if Darby and Edge, if Darby and um, Sting, Sting won. Whoever got the pin would have gotten a title shot or something, I believe. And it was a Darby coffin most match. Worked in this match. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. But Sting did take some spots, man. He does take some spots, but yeah. The thing with me is, like, I like Sting. He's never my favorite guy. He's all amazing. He's a legend. But seeing Sting wrestle with a shirt on and just, like, if you have to wrestle with your shirt on, he used to be a body guy. It's time to... Let it go. Step back. I still got the, I still want him around, but does he need to be involved in the match? What is he, 63? He's, he's up there now. He's clean close to 65. But he's doing all good, time man. Great. Don't get me wrong. Respect I, I to like him. There. Yeah, hey, man. Respect. Yeah, he's a tough guy. Tough guy. I, can't, I can't argue, you know, I can't argue with what you're saying, but he did take some serious oh, spots yeah, that... He always does. And I love the fact that they call it a coffin match. Did WWE, I put this in my notes as a question, did WWE uh, copyright the casket? The word casket. 
because they either go, that or they're trying to make something different different, different yeah 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 but they did really good with this match i really mm-hmm. enjoyed it I, i'll be honest i was kind of cringing on it thinking about how they're going to do this considering all the casket matches and everything yeah else. but they pulled this off really nice man like the attempted the leg christian putting his leg out Swerve sticking out his hands, you know, just the, the whole, whole thing, right? Uh, that spot with Sting, you know, Swerve through the baseball bat in the coffin with Sting, but Sting used it to keep the casket casket open. For uh, me, so, I love lawn Sting. I love surfing Sting. That's my favorite. Surfing sting. I like the uh, <laughs> So beginner Sting. The yeah, beginning like Sting, him, right? I mean, yeah, a little yeah, more yeah, athletic, a yeah. little more buff. No, for sure. All around amazing guy. Now, um, I thought this was one of my favorite matches of the night. Will Ospreay against Chris Jericho. The reason I call it because Osprey is the genius of if EO Sky is the genius is the genius of the sky, this guy's right up there with him in Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Uh this guy can move he can fly, he's man. Big, he can fly and he's big, right? Yeah. Like Ricochet does all those things, but Osprey can do everything that Ricochet can at his height and weight. That's true. That makes it a little right? more impressive. He makes it more impressive that. now the fact that he was able to pull some of these things off and jericho was able to keep pace with him and work with him the way he did that looked to me like jericho got hurt early on or something but he, he probably he, tweaked he something man. no he yeah. pushed through it that's not his style of match right he's more a methodical slow moving you know uh crowd reaction based kind of wrestler he knows yeah. what to do he doesn't have to waste I think it was energy. a sky twister press or something. It looked to me like Jericho got yeah. hurt after that, but he toughed it out. No, he toughed it out, and uh, he took. And a I guess you got like those. I'm not a big fan of Jericho singing at all, but I mean, it's cool that he got to sing his own song and come out. So that was cool. That was cool, and doing that uh, Freddie Mercury thing there and there as well. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, so they got Fozzie involved as well. So you know, yeah, it was all good. But great promotion for his I, band. Yeah, no, for sure, and I really liked that match. Like I said, because. I didn't know what to expect from Jericho because that's not the guy you would see him with right now, right? There's no one where you think, oh my God, he's too old. He can't do it. Then he that's turns it. That's it. Right? Like, and that's it. And that's year old man. I got to give him credit. No, and with, and with a guy like Will Ospreay, who's going to push you, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so so just taking his age into consideration, taking the match, taking it all in. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. Totally agree. The acclaimed with Billy Gunn. Against the House of Black. Great tribute to Bray White here. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm glad I, that Tony Khan allowed that. I was very good at him. Yeah. Very, um, you know, I don't even know if Tony Khan would, if they, if anyone cares what he allows. I think those guys would have yeah, been anyway. <laughs> right? But I don't, I've, it's Vince ever allowed other guys to do tributes. The other good guys passing yes. other morning, has he? Yeah, yeah. With Brody and everything, guys had their. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Brody Lee. Uh, you know, oh. to be honest, a lot has changed, right? I think we're in an era of wrestling where the walls are still up, but you can look through now. A little bit, yeah. They're, they're, right? they're loose, like yeah. even 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 on e- even at AEW, they refer to him as Wyndham Rotundo and Bray Wyatt. They acknowledge them as both characters, right? Yeah. I mean, AEW's done it for a while. They'll they'll reference WWE as WWE. There's no barrier. Yeah. There's Vince nothing... won't let WWE that though. Not, Not to a certain extent, but he's slowly letting it down, right? But I think, a in bit. a way, this is one thing that I will commend AEW. You're you're not letting your fans feel stupid. You know that other organization exists, and mm-hmm. there's no harm in mentioning them by name, right? Yeah, that's my thinking, right? He's like, I'm not saying you're 
I'm not saying anyone's insulted or, or feeling insulted. I think by Vince more as I'm telling you, I'm not giving you guys a poll or a plug on my show. Yeah, if we got the yeah. big audience. You ain't getting yeah, off. No, That's for sure. His old school tough guy thing. For sure, man. And but I don't blame him. That's how we grew up. Absolutely. Yeah. No. So and um, they put him over. Yeah. Also, Black yeah. lost the title, and they did the cool thing at the end. All three of those guys, bad guys as they are. They respected it and had cool. the titles yep. over. That was a really good match as well, which leads us right into the main event of the night, four and a half, five hours later. Here's one thing I will say before this, okay? I watched the whole show in entirety. I didn't Too fast much. forward it. But here's the thing. A UK crowd never stops. This crowd had no, its moments. Going. But this crowd had its moments where it was quiet. Well, yeah, dude, four or five hours of that. Yeah, yeah. So MJF defeated Adam Cole. Really good match. I think Adam oh, yeah. MJF stole the show here again. It's hard to tell if he's a face or a heel or what's transpiring here. Both guys, you know, the storyline here is who's going to turn on who. When will sportsmanship be thrown out the window? And as this match progressed, it looked like Adam Cole was willing to do whatever it took to get the title. Where MJF wanted to be friends, he pulled out the dynamite ring, but he put it back. He had the title in his hands yeah. to smash him, but he didn't. He had an opportunity to pile drive him onto the ring or onto the announce table, which had a metal bar in the middle, which we were told why it didn't break. All the things that he was going to do, Adam Cole did to him. It was a good match and one of the best of the night. MJF, like you said, he's probably their best talent. I'm yeah. almost thinking now they're going to, I don't know, maybe this is the end of MJF and Adam Cole. And we're going to see, it's inevitable here, MJF, CM Punk, they're going to lock horns here. They're on a collision course. I'm not sure if it's right away next, but it's coming. The two I, biggest guys, right? We, I implore people to go back and watch that feud. It's already happened once. Yeah, it's already gone down once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it but this time, at this time, they're the champs now, right? But now one claiming I'm the champ and the one saying, well, no, I'm champ. You, you know, you, 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 you had to give up the title. And MJF's even better now than he was the last time. So I think the few could be even higher. I think they're on a collision course here. Absolutely. Who knows what's going on? Okay, man. I mean, normally we don't have a lot of positives to say about AEW, but I'll tell you, man, I'll give the show a seven out of 10. It loses marks on. The simple things, bro. It's not the matches. It wasn't the quality yeah. of the matches. It was the camera cuts. It was the production for me personally. And basically, that's my biggest knock. It would be the production value. They need to improve that. They need to figure it out. Whoever they have in the truck. Needs I just don't to... think they have the uh, expertise well, and the knowledge of WWE. They've been doing it for so long. No, get... no, no. WWE is the best it. production of almost any, any sport. Yeah, it's unreal. No, no. No, they are absolutely. But if you're going to put on a show at this level and you're going to have a crowd size that you had and you're broadcasting to the world the way you are, you've got to have someone in that truck who knows what they're doing. Absolutely. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Take nothing away. I think it hurt the card a little bit. If you're watching at home, like I said, there were a few moments where I should have just been in the crowd if that's the case, because they cut away at the wrong times. Now, yeah. I don't know if this is because we've consumed so much wrestling. We just know where to cut now. And, you know, I guess that's editing, part of it. That I was guess, Joe watching. He didn't notice yeah. that. I guess editing videos and stuff like that kind of, you know, tunes your eye a little bit to kind of cuts and angles yeah. as well. The regular guy didn't even think no, twice. for sure. All right, brother man, that happened. And we are moving to the payback pay per view that's happening this Saturday. Yeah. WWE's offering is coming from the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, 
Pennsylvania, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Training camp should be opening up pretty soon in hockey too, right? Yeah. Uh, so payback is all set. I believe we have one more show to go, which would be SmackDown. So if anything comes out of that, um, we'll update you um in a real or in a separate little post that gives us the details not exactly the strongest card here it's not bad but it's not it's not a blockbuster no it's not a blockbuster i think we've talked about this before mr michaels by where if you look at september and october those are kind of just refueling and building up to survivor series and december and to the royal rumble where everything starts right yeah they say wrestlemania season starts in January. I always yeah. thought it started after Survivor Series. Yeah, right. The two matches that I'm looking forward to the most, just looking at the card at the top of my head here, is obviously my boy Austin Theory and Ray. That should be a good match. Super athletic guys. But um, I have to say one thing before I say this match. That promo that Miz did there on uh, Raw is one of his best promos I've ever seen him do. It's some of his best work. So that feud with LA Knight, that's going to be a good match. I hope this feud continues on because they got some good chemistry there. Miz can put LA Knight over, um, hopefully, but uh, they got to keep this feud going because these guys got some good chemistry. Yeah. I'm looking forward to matching Miz. Hats off to you. What an amazing job you did on Monday night, brother. Another example of Miz okay. doing what he does and not getting enough credit for you. Thank you, Mr. Michaels, for, for putting that And that's why he's had him. this job for 20 years because he knows what he's doing. He doesn't ruffle feathers. He gets along and he's great at what he does. That's why and, and, and he takes everything in stride. I mean, for those yeah. who don't know the story of the Miz very quickly here. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy, when he joined, he wasn't accepted by anyone in the locker room. Right. And he was alone. There wasn't that many other guys that were new with him. He was alone. And you're dealing with a locker room of old school characters at that time. Right. New school was moving in, but old school was still very much running the show. Oh yeah. Uh, Very simple act of eating fried chicken. Got him kicked out of the locker room by Chris Benoit. Right. Scary dude. And, and he never complained. He never made a stink about it. You never heard about it. This guy had to change in the public washroom. He had to find a closet. This is how bad it was for him. Yeah. It wasn't until Benoit died, the undertaker came to him and said, Hey, come back. You can get back in. Now the guy's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, so, but through that whole time, he never complained about anything. This is a man who has done every single thing they've asked him to do, every angle, every program, every character, embarrassing, stupid, non-relatable. He's done it with a smile and he's made it work. We need you at this radio station. There is no one as hardworking. The only other guy that I can compare him to would be John Cena in terms of what he does outside of the ring for the company. It goes to show you, Miz is the complete opposite of CM Punk. He is a hardworking... Yeah, clean cut. Yeah, positive attitude. Do anything for the company. This is why he's kept his job. Home. He's made a ton of money doing it. So yeah. I mean, he's great. He's an all-time great man. He'll go when we look back on it when he retires. We're going to consider him an all-time great. But he is. He has to be right, yeah. just for his longevity, for his ability to do everything, and his quality of work, and his quality of work, and yeah. watching him evolve. He's become a great worker. Absolutely. Right? He's at that point where he can teach the young guys now from him. And that's the beauty for the Miz, right? You think about it. Here's a guy who didn't have a Miz in his corner, but now he can be there for someone. Yeah. And you're seeing this in his in his feuds and things that he's doing, right? All right. Yeah, so let's night, break this LA feud 
it's going to be good of LA Knight. Definitely. Let's break this card down then really quickly yeah. here. And uh, yeah, so let's start with Seth freaking Rollins going up against Shinsuke Nakamura for the World Heavyweight title. Pretty cool program here. I love mm -hmm. how Shinsuke's done a 360 in his character. Very dark, very elusive. And just the way he's talking, I love what he's doing. Um, you know, those kind of undertones, uh, you know, Seth's broken back is being brought out into the light for this match, right? This yeah. is the selling point. Now, does Seth lose and this gives him the opportunity? Are they setting up to allow him to get away for for some work no. on his back? Because he is broken. He needs work. Yeah, no, he's gonna he's, he's not gonna lose it to knock more at payback. Okay. If he's gonna lose, it's gonna be at a survivor series of Royal Rumble. He's not gonna go down right. and knock him. Okay, so we're That's both in agreement. Opinion. Well, I agree too. I don't think Seth Good loses match, in here. I think yeah. it's going to be good, but I don't think this is going to end the feud. I think this will go to a Survivor Series or something. That back yeah. is going to, you know, be a big part of the show. So yeah. let's see how they play that and whatnot. So we kind of got that. So we both agreeing Seth is going to take this one. Rhea Ripley versus Raquel uh, Rodriguez for the women's title. I'm going to say it straight up. Rhea is going to beat her. She's going to win the title. That's not to say that this will be revisited and Raquel will get it eventually. Yeah, not a payback. Rhea is on top of her gamer now. But yeah, yeah. But we are going to see the emergence of Raquel. We're going to be able to see a lot more substance. And the fact is, out of outside of Bianca and Charlotte, the only other woman in the Federation that can probably challenge her is Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting match. Becky Lynch, Richard Stris, Tradish in a steel cage. Trish, for as long as she's been around, she has never participated in a steel cage match. It's good for her. Another it's feather in Yeah, no, 100%. But you know what? Dictates everything, dictates Becky will take this match. I think so too. Right? This is kind of the. The, the, the closing need the win. This is just get her in the cage for fun. It'll be a good match. Just no, for sure. Win. But you want to screw everybody up? You want to screw up bets? Put Trish over, right? And yeah, who knows? Know. Maybe and maybe they will. Maybe this might be one of those things where it would just be like not a a cheap win, but just like you know a quick roll up or something like you know something believable. Like okay, she got and she runs away, right? So anything can happen. I mean, like we Absolutely. said uh, on the show that we saw on Sunday, you would have thought the Young Bucks were going to take that, but they lost. That's true. No, right? So never know in wrestling. No, for sure. Uh, Ray Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the WWE United States one. Champion. I'm going to go Austin Theory because the reality of it is Santos Escobar was probably supposed to win the title and then lose it to him again. So to see him going to yeah. go back and forth with it. I can see Austin winning this match and then starting the feud that he was supposed to start with Santos. I think you're right. But the only thing is, why do they want the Brady even have the belt for two weeks? Just to the give him... The same reason they gave him the belt for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same reason I they gave him... I think Austin Ray... wins. I hope he wins. I love Ray, but yeah, he's yeah, young. Yeah. No, 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 but I think this is why they're doing it. They put it on Ray to get that pop that they needed, okay? Yeah. And to let Santos finish his recovery. You get that off of him now. You put it back on Theory. Now Santos can step in, and now you can get the real feud yeah. that was supposed to be happening here, right? To be a good match, though. I'm looking yeah, forward to that. No, 100%. So I think we're both in agreement when we say that we're yeah, going yeah. Austin Theory, right? Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Judgment Day, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. Uh, Owens and Zayn are going to take it only because those two guys aren't going to get along. I think this is where JD McDonough makes his mark and joins the Judgment Day, and you see them turn on Damian Priest. If they don't turn on him on Saturday, you will see the see the turn officially take place 
Monday within the next little while here. Yeah, yeah, I don't see Owen Hussein losing the belts. Not to them, not right now. No, and last but not least, match, though. no, it should be a great match. Last but not least, LA Knight versus The Miz. We've kind of already talked about this in detail. If if everything is pointing in the direction that I believe it is, the story is not over. I believe LA Knight will win. Uh, just to keep that momentum going, but that won't be the end of the Miz. I think I got a, I got a weird feeling because almost every match just seems all the favorites are going to win. It almost seems too obvious. Maybe let the, the Miz win here. He gets a quick roll up or something, and LA Knight keeps chasing him. They have it at a bigger pay per view, and then he finally puts him down, almost like a Cody and Brock thing. Kind of like what I said about Trish and Becky. Yeah. Right. But here's the problem. Something's got to right. give him one of these. No, matches. no, something has to give. But I think this is a problem that is exclusive to us and to people who are in this genre yeah. and realm of world. We're almost jaded to the fact that we've called this whole card because yeah. without even realizing it, we already know what the story is going to play out as, right? Yeah. So when we're saying hopefully this happens, it's because we're hoping for, for it to go in a different light or direction. Could be the match of the night here with the, with the, with the, maybe not the moves, but the chemistry, the psychology, this match yeah. can be off the hook. I think the psychology, again, I won't go move for move. I think if no. you're looking for best fight of the night, I think we should probably be looking at the Shinsuke versus Seth yeah. match. Um, and again, I, I don't, I would like to maybe think about the uh, Ray versus Austin match. That's gonna be good. That should be fun as well. But if you're talking move for move and just beautiful flow, then I think Seth and Nakamura will be that. Uh, but again, I think psychology, facial expressions, Miz, Miz and Ellie, less that. is more type of match. Yeah, this That's, is an old school match. So this is yeah, more, yeah, less a little is more, more methodical, a little more slow paced. Less, the punches are going to hurt more. Look, it's it's like this, man. I was telling someone last night the difference between less and more because someone asked me, I mentioned it, less is more. And I explained it this way I said, if you look at Will Ospreay and Ricochet, they can go through a sequence a three-minute sequence of these amazing moves where they're hitting each other really hard, landing really hard, and the crowd is cheering at the end of it, right? True. Yep. Now, Hulk Hogan can turn bad, grab your favorite guy by the hair, and throw him down to the crowd and just stare at him to the crowd and laugh and get the same reaction. Yeah. Less well, is more. Psychology, yeah. Psychology, right? Less is more. Why should I you know, risk getting hurt and putting myself in a place where I have to work hurt or can't work the next two nights and not get paid, or just throw some guy down and laugh at the crowd and get the same reaction. Psychology. <laughs> yeah. That's psychology, right? So, all right, man, we've kind of previewed both those shows. We uh, yep. reviewed, and, reviewed previewed. and previewed. Great night of wrestling. Uh, not much really happening in the world of wrestling outside of, uh, you know, people just dealing with Bray and Terry Funk. And, yep. um, you know, a, a, a second shout out to Abe Jacobs again. Um, so a lot of Bray Wyatt stuff. I, I have to say, it, I can only imagine how hard it is to have had to work this week for those rosters because the shows didn't stop. How shows stopped Very going fun on, right? thing as much because most of these guys don't know him personally, but Bray Wyatt was working with Obviously, right? obviously, right? Like if yeah. you go, if you look, okay, Bruce Pritchard did a Terry Funk tribute on his show, right? It all depends on, on the podcast and the host and where they come from and what part of wrestling history yeah. they belong to. Of course, this roster knows Terry Funk, but they don't know Terry Funk. If they yeah, only, yeah. Which is why Cody did the eulogy, if you want to call it that, 
for him on SmackDown because if yeah. there's anyone who knew him better on that as roster a kid, yeah. as a kid is him, right? Yeah. No one else would have known him on no. that roster the way he does. Maybe Triple H a little bit. Like, maybe, maybe Triple H, level. but the only other guy that he's not there would have been Randy Orton. Yep. Mobile or or Natalia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she probably was around him as a kid and too. It's kind of, and it's kind of funny because you think about it, like Natalia in her comments when she's talking about Bray, and I didn't think about this. Like at kids when we used to play, all these kids used to run around the backstage area, right? I know, it's crazy. Like backstage was their playground. Mm-hmm. To think about it. That's sad. Right. Too bad, so, especially for Bray being so young. Bray so young, and um, just to add on this. Um, <clears throat> I will implore everybody, if your doctor recommends something, just just think about it and think about that recommendation. The reason I say this chance is that it came out, and now it's all here, saying, no, I don't believe in coulda, shoulda, wouldas. It is what it is. But they are saying that the doctor had recommended that Wade, or sorry, uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt wear a heart defibrillator like something built in. Yeah, slide your chest and keep yeah. your heart breathing at a problem. Yeah, yeah. Or and, you risk heart attack. Yeah, and he so declined he it. it. He declined it. Why? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe he felt that having that would make medical... I, I'm just thinking out loud, okay? I don't know. I don't well, know what he was thinking. Well, that I know about, and Ric Flair has one. Yeah. But for a younger guy, when I read the Slash book, he had uh, something like a weird... Uh, Weird algorithm in his heart. The doctor put a defibrillator in, and you can still run around on stage, play your guitar all day. And he put it in. He says, "Heart feels fine." Yeah. If um, Bray would listen to the doctor, his heart would have kept beating on the proper well, rhythm. Wouldn't have had a heart attack. I, I look at I it can from see the doctor said take a bunch of vaccines, a bunch of shots. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This one is safe, safe. No, no, for sure, for sure. And I think wow, I'm going to look at it from this perspective. I'm, I'm sharing it from my perspective. I, I can't read yeah, his mind. Nobody yeah. knows what his last thoughts were or what his you know thinking was. But the way I kind of look at it is very from this perspective. As men, men, even women, but men especially. There's, there's, there's a few things that we carry very strongly is our ego mm-hmm. and it's our pride. Yeah. Now, but nobody would have known. No, no, no. But, but here's the thing he did, and this is what it's about. Yeah, pride I know, and I ego, know. Right now we wouldn't have known as fans, but WWE would have known their doctors would have known if he was looking to come back, trying to make his comeback, something like that would have pushed it back or they may have looked twice or reconsidered things because you're in a business where your heart's going to go fast. You're going to beat, it's going to beat, you're, you're not, you're not in a slow pace industry. No. Right. I get that. So I can understand maybe. And don't forget, thinking, people forget, Bray had some of the best heart doctors in the world around. These aren't just a walking clinic guys. These are top, top doctors. hundred percent. Wow. Now ego and pride, Mr. Michaels, are a yeah. great thing to have and are essential as a man and a woman. Yeah. And But I am emphasizing man because that's yeah, no, who we are. Right. We are prideful. And maybe so he had thinking. another doctor said, oh, you'll be okay. You just never know. Right? Possibly, possibly. But like I'm saying, I just want to finish with this thought. Pride and ego are essential, but pride and ego are also the most detrimental things that we have to work with as men. And even if he couldn't wrestle for a year or two, they could have used him as a manager, a character. They could have. 
they could have, but something would have been worth who, who knows what he was thinking, right? Yeah. Maybe he thought, oh shit, I've already been sick. I can't be sick again. I got to come back, you know, because nothing was told. And that's the sad part. I wish they had shared a bit of this. I think a lot of the comments, I think some of the things that we said on our show in terms of his ability and what he's putting out there, if we had a better picture of what we were seeing and what he was dealing with backstage, I think, you know, we would have understand it a bit better, right? What I take away well, they don't from, want to come across as weak no, by telling us that either, no, right? No, no, I understand that. But my lesson from all of this chance is very simply I I will work very hard not to judge now, you know, and try to judge based on understanding opposed to my own feeling or volition towards the Finn, right? That's that's yeah, but we also have to call it as we see it. We don't know what's going on. No, no, no. We have to call it as we see it, but I want to I want to call it as I see it with a little bit more tact and a little bit more discretion. That's what I'm trying to get at, right? I'm not gonna shy away from it. I'm not gonna shy away from the truth. But Mm -hmm. if I don't have the truth and I don't have all the information, I'll still say what I have to say, but I'll make sure I make a point of saying this is only based on limited information. Yeah. And and whatnot, right? Something I didn't do before. These are the things that I learned since last Wednesday about us, about the show, about how I can do this better. And that's yeah, um, fair, but we right? we don't know. Like if you watch a boxing guy, and he has, has a bad night. We can't guess. He might have a medical condition. We gotta say no, he didn't we, do no, no, he didn't do good. No, absolutely. But it's how I say it now is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, gonna be a little more understanding gentle. about yeah. it, gentler about it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna start saying that guy looked like a clown. Oh, he broke his yeah. hand. Okay, well, you know, you know, it is what it oh, is. I hear, Thank you, I hear, yeah. Right, and you know, a prime example of that will be on our next show uh, when we preview and uh, review the fights of the weekend and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot to touch on there as well. Controversy, yeah. I don't know, but we'll get into it on that episode. All right, Chance, do you Somebody... have a top five or anything before we cut this off here? I do. Yeah, I want to hear your top five uh, favorite Miz moments. Five, top five Miz moments. Number one, when he came out in the bald skull cap and acted as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, good, yeah. Last night when he came out as LA Knight. Uh, when he had um, Damien, pre, or Damien, what's his name? Has his body double? Yeah. Miz Dow? Miz Dow? Yeah, Miz Dow was good. Damien Sandow. Yeah. Damien Sandow. So Miz Dow was fun. Um, his victory over John Cena at WrestleMania. I thought that was awesome. Big. And number five... Um, his work with uh, Dexter Loomis, I like that feud. Contrary to what, he's well, like I said, all that whole crew's kind of just in the shuffle right now. Here's a here's a roster that's not oversaturated, but they're you know finding a space yeah. for everyone. All right, yeah. Mr. Michaels, I tell you what, brother man, we got to wrap this up here. We'll get going, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, my name is Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, subscribe. To the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you, and everybody, please be safe. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with our boxing show. So up until then, drive safe, think safe, just be safe, and, and get home to your families that love you. In the words of Ed Whalen, everybody, in between time and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everybody, God bless and have a great day.